Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. In a minute, we're going to deep dive on the economy, but first, an update to yesterday's Battleground podcast. The goofy My Pillow guy got raided by the FBI. And what they do now, they get a subpoena and they just walk up to you, take your phone out of your hands, and walk away. Somebody messaged me on the text line this morning when I was doing my radio show. Hey, we should all just start carrying hammers so we can just, you know, crush our devices right there in front of the FBI. Because, hey, it worked for Hillary and hers were under subpoena. It was a felony to destroy them. Yep, Congress had subpoenaed them, but the FBI didn't care. Neither did the DOJ. They let her get away with it. Anyway, they're starting to walk up to people and take their phones. But I follow a lot of these people. I understand their networks. Here's what's interesting. This will be covered under the guise of get Trump, you know, election coup. But there's no connection between the MyPillow guy, Mike Lindell, and Donald Trump in January 6th. He wasn't involved in it at all. What he has done is the same thing he has in common with the rest of the network that they're raiding, the 35-plus raids. He's a regular guest on Steve Bannon's War Room Battleground podcast. And he, they, are among the few media outlets left in America. Folks, Newsmax won't even talk about election fraud anymore because they've got so many lawsuits and are being canceled on so many stations. The only ones left on earth. News-wise, seriously, in a serious way, talking about two things. The FBI's staging of the January 6th trespassing incident, at least the violent front phalanx part, the non-grandma selfie part, and the election fraud, Steve Bannon's podcast, which also happens to be the single most downloaded political podcast on earth. I still think this one's better, but whatever. So what looks like and what many are reporting as raids of people around Trump, and many of them are, are actually raids around Steve Bannon's empire to shut him and them up. And they even had the unmitigated gall to tell Mike Lindell that he wasn't supposed to talk about the stealing of his cell phone. Why do they want his cell phone? Because that gives them the whole network, including the financing network. All Lindell has done is produce a not very well-sourced video 
on election fraud and ask some really good questions about it and then regularly go on the podcast. That's all he's done. What we are seeing right now is a concerted effort to take down people for doing something that is not illegal, asking questions about the Democrats' electoral fraud. They're establishing a new standard. Question that fraud. Question the election outcome in any way. They'll call it a coup, which sounds like something that should be illegal, but it's just you exercising the First Amendment. And they'll show up in your driveway. They'll confiscate all your private information. They'll take your phone. And remember how the left is. Once they get to do something once, it becomes an entitlement, no matter how illegal it is. All right, moving on to the breaking financial news from the last few days. This country now operates, at least as far as financial news goes, like a tin pot dictatorship with a Politburo. Have you ever listened to people in those countries, authoritarian regimes, how they figure out or get a like general sense of what's going on? Because everything's a lie, like it is in our country right now with the news, or it approximates a lie, depending on who you're listening to, or the biggest lies are what they're omitting. You kind of have to do what refugees from countries like that learn to do. They read in between the lines of the news broadcast by the Politburo. Increasingly, that's what you have to do to figure out where we are financially. Because where we were up until yesterday was this bizarre state of pretending that we're not mathematically in a recession. We absolutely are. It's two quarters of negative growth. There's no doubt about that. And the bizarre part is how everybody's played along. Hedge fund managers, all the talking heads, pretty much, on the business channels, and their CEO and highfalutin guest, all pretending we're not in a recession, but we might be in one soon. Folks, this is a bizarre psychological phenomenon that you are watching right now. When you think about who moves and controls our markets, the big players, it's all of the institutional investors, the top 3% from all the business schools, you know, Penn Wharton, uh, Harvard, Princeton, Yale, some of the smartest people in the country. And yet they are no longer reacting to documentable reality. It is so strange. Look, we have what I call the junior feds. Those are the regional federal reserve branches. So New York, Atlanta, Cleveland, they have been putting out these incredibly alarmed reports. All you got to do is go on Breitbart.com. I mean, they got a guy over there in his pajamas in his mom's basement who writes him up. And uh, he probably never get hired at a Goldman Sachs. He's been more on target. Breitbart has just rewriting and publishing the Fed reports than any of these news stations. And what we're seeing here, this is what's amazing. This is what the Wall Street guys, the smartest supposed financial minds, have been ignoring until yesterday. I'll get to that in a minute. Is that we are setting record-breaking numbers for financial disaster and calamity. Numbers never seen before, ever, including during the Great Recession. So what does that tell us? Pretend you're in a Timpoc dictatorship reading between the lines of the Purit Politburo's output. What does this tell us? We are in reality not only in a recession, we are in a very deep recession. We are in a deeper recession than the Great Recession when we didn't even shatter these financial records then. We are somewhere between the Great Recession and a depression. As someone tweeted at me today in, in my comment section on Twitter, wow, because the Great Recession ruined a lot of people. What will this do? 
That is exactly the question you should be asking right now. Because the precipitous, bizarre market tank yesterday, <laughs> James Taylor played in the background. Fire and rain. Do you know what that's about, folks? It's about suicide and addiction. And it wasn't a joke. I mean, you're talking about a spending addiction by Congress that is end stage uh, and suicide, the national financial suicide destruction of America and the American economy. How appropriate. And they didn't even mean it that way. No, but the truly shocking thing is not that the market tanked yesterday, but that it didn't tank before now. I mean, on September 9th, we got some of the most stunning news we've gotten so far in this Bloomberg article. You can look it up yourself. U.S. household net worth falls most on record. It's from September 9th. This is the kind of hardcore financial reality that the supposedly smartest minds in the country are ignoring. And I do believe they are smart minds. What this shows you that they they have ignored, what I'm about to tell you is that the Democratic Party's capture of all of our institutions, including the financial ones, is so utterly complete that common sense, basic financial math and reality have been abandoned. Let me tell you the figure. We didn't even hit this during the Great Recession. Listen to this. An all-time low, biggest ever decline in a quarter of U.S. household net worth ever recorded, surpassing the Great Recession. A shocking $6.1 trillion, with a T, decrease in the April to June period. Folks, the entire economy is only about $21 trillion. So once again, we should do what all the Ivy League educated financiers of Wall Street should do. Go to Breitbart.com so you can live in reality. Take a look at the headline here. Underlying inflation reaches scorching new record high. Again, a number in August we've never seen before. That's according to the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland. The Median Consumer Price Index. Jolie measures the center of the CPI's price changes just hit a number we've never seen before, 0.73789%. That's the underlying inflation number. It's a record. And for some reason, some reason, that finally hit home with Wall Street, though there have been so many records set lately. But it's this particular set of stats that for some reason, Wall Street finally broke with the Biden administration and decided not to ignore anymore. Trump economic advisor Steve Cortez calls it the have-to basket. It's the stuff that you have to buy. Everybody does. Utilities, gasoline, and groceries. Yep, inflation rate for those right now, 24%. That's a shocking 33% inflationary rate for utilities, 13.5% for groceries and gasoline at a 25.6% inflation rate. Now, Almost all of that is because Joe Biden, through 70 regulations he issued, took an average of 1.5 million barrels of oil per day off the world market. That is what is causing a lot of this. The other thing that is causing this is the endless printing by Congress. In other words, it's all Joe's fault. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What do you get when you average 25% inflation for gasoline? Groceries at 13% inflation and utilities 33. You get an inflationary rate of 24%. The true rate. Because remember, they rejiggered the inflation formula for CPI to largely exclude these things. That's why it comes in at a ridiculously low 8.3%. This is the reality. Here's Steve Cortez on what it means. Let's talk about the reality that consumers are facing right now because you hear that headline number of 8.3%. Okay, let's dig into some of the details. So I talk about this basket a lot. I call it the have-to basket. There's the three most important items, have-to items that every person must pay for simply to live. Gasoline, groceries, so not fine dining, okay, groceries, food at home, and utilities. As of today's reports, these are new, fresh numbers. Gasoline up 25%, groceries up 13 utilities up 33%. So that have-to basket put together up 24% on an annualized basis. This is absolutely crushing for regular Americans. Working class, lower income folks simply cannot handle these kinds of prices. That's why right now, as we speak, one out of every six American households, 20 million American households are delinquent on their utility bills. And they are facing what Bloomberg called a, quote, tsunami of shutoffs in the coming months because they simply can't afford these prices. That reality, those underlying numbers are why in the middle of the Biden press conference, bizarrely, and it was a bizarre display, celebrating along with Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, the two other highest ranking Democrat leaders, celebrating their inflation reduction accomplishments. This is why, as James Taylor was playing, the market began to tank because all the smartest minds in the country who will and have We'll go on TV and have gone on TV all day long to tell you everything is just fine. It's all going to clear up. Yeah, secretly, privately, in their offices on Wall Street, they all panicked and hit the sell button. And that is why we got the only dose of financial reality we've been allowed recently. That crash of the market smack in the middle of the Biden press conference. As all his loyalists and so many on Wall Street who fundraised for him panicked and hit the sell button. The audience at the inflation is coming to an end celebration headlined by Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden was a bunch of CEOs. That's why you can tell nobody was paying attention to what they were saying. They were all checking their phones as the market was crashing. And that's why they didn't notice when they were supposed to applaud. Literally, as Nancy and Chuck are taking credit for dear leader Joe Biden's glorious leadership. It was like something out of a movie. Mr. President, your extraordinary leadership has made this glorious day possible. I, that's an applause line. <laughs> oh, but the kicker, as Joe Biden is assuring us that Americans are winning because of his inflationary policies, 
literally the networks were splitting the screen so that they could carry the inflation congratulations speech live while simultaneously watching the markets drop. Here's what Biden was saying as that happened. I said it then and I'll keep saying it. With this law, the American people won. Say it again. The American people won. Folks, lower energy costs for millions of families. Today offers proof that the soul of America is vibrant, the future of America is bright, and the promise of America is real. It is real. It is real. How can you tell with certainty that that's not going to happen anytime soon, that inflation will only get worse? Because the Democrats just passed the Inflation Reduction Act, again, just shy of a trillion dollars. They won't collect the taxes to pay for it for a full decade. But they plan to spend it all, most of it in the first year, all of it by year three. What does that mean? They're preparing to print another trillion dollars. What does that mean? Inflation's about to continue to go through the roof. There's no other way around it. It's an easy thing to know. If you're an honest person, unfortunately there aren't many of those on the financial networks, but I did find one yesterday. It was 21 seconds of truth on CNBC. You almost never hear a thing like this. And of course it came from Rick Santelli, tacked onto the end of his report on inflation. He's a tea party guy. Here's what he said. The thing that really bothers me with regard to inflation is everybody here on this panel agreed months ago that one of the reasons inflation was high was all the government spending. And after we agreed on that, what did the government do? They spent more. Student loans, uh, welfare in terms of the CHIPS Act. Seems like nothing is sinking in because we continue to go back to that well of debt and spending. Yep, that's the number one cause of inflation. The other is restricting energy. It makes everything cost more. Oh, and about that, Biden might have said this. Folks, lower energy costs for millions of families. But remember, utilities inflation is 33%. That's Argentinian, Venezuelan level inflation. And folks, we're in the cool season. We haven't even hit the thick of winter yet. And if you want any doubt at all about where this is going... Janet Yellen, our Treasury Secretary, gave us a big tell the other day. She said gas prices get so bad coming up here, they'll probably have to cap them. Wait, what? Yeah, she said it earlier this week in the same speech where she forecasted the economy might crash. Almost nobody covered it, except Fox News. It was weird. But here's what she said. Well, it's a risk. And it's a risk that um, we're working on the price cap to try to address. I believe this is something that can be essential, and it's something that we're trying to put in place to uh, avoid a future spike in oil prices. Yeah, let me tell you what's happening. They're planning future sanctions against Russia for December after the midterms. That's going to send the price of gasoline skyrocketing. If they put caps on it, here's how gas prices work. The price that you pay at the pump is the exact price the guy who owns the pump expects to pay for the next shipment of gasoline. So you put a price cap on it, the next shipment just doesn't come. That's what happened in the 1970s. It resulted in gas lines. Can you imagine that on top of what we're already going through? Well, that's what she just told you in so many words is coming. 
Thought I'd wrap today's podcast with a side-by-side comparison in the way that only Steve Cortez, former financial advisor to Donald Trump, could do. A contrast between the record 17-month drop in wages, which is unparalleled, we'd never seen it before, and the record destruction of household wealth and what it was like in the Trump days, as only Bannon and Cortez could deliver it. I'll bottom line it for you, folks. We don't have to live like this. We're an incredibly wealthy nation. And anytime we want to turn this around, even our $31 trillion debt, we can't with what's below our feet. We just have to find the will to survive and to thrive. We have 17 consecutive months of declining real wages in this country. It is an absolute implosion. Americans are working harder and harder to fall further and further behind. That is the reality that they face every single day. Real wages are crashing. Weekly average hourly earnings as of today's report down 3.4%. Down. I mean, listen, real wages are not supposed to go down at all. They're certainly not supposed to go down for 17 consecutive months. That's the reality wanna, that Americans hang, are facing. Hang on. Right I, I want to de- deconstruct that for a minute because it's so unusual. Remember, when I talk about the golden age of Trump in the in the right. fall in 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 winter and Christmas season of 2019 is because that's the culmination of a bunch of policies. There you right. had one percent inflation. It was 11 percent wage increase among blue collar and non college graduate workers. I mean, these were historic. Uh, yes. First time they'd ever been historic numbers. That's because of Trump's economic policies. Then you have Biden. You've had 17 17 consecutive months. The harder you're working. The farther you're falling behind, every right. month you are falling behind. Your income, you're getting crushed on your income every month. You're falling farther and farther behind because the inflation's out of control. You're, you're just mark to market bonds and stocks of what they've done to you. You've lost $6.1 trillion of net worth, the greatest drop in one quarter in the history of the country. No, exactly correct. And, and you know, to that point, by the way, of what you have to pay for the staples, the have to items in your life. This means that for the vast majority of Americans, there are no more luxuries. There are no more discretionary items to be bought. No, there's just struggle. So to recap, largest ever recorded blue collar wage gain, a shocking double digit 11 percent at one percent inflation. Now we're at eight point three percent inflation. 24% inflation for the most important goods in life, utilities, groceries, and gasoline. And wages declining, a record 17 months in a row. What a difference one president makes. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.